Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Rockstar Manifestors podcast. Today, I'm going to talk a bit about expectations. So are you familiar with the phrase, lower your expectations, and then you won't be disappointed? I am not a fan of that phrase or that statement. Um, it makes having expectations seem like a bad thing, right? And really the focus of that statement, the energy of that statement is very, it's like a downer. It's a big downer, uh, lowered expectations and disappointment are the focuses, are the stars of that statement. And so that doesn't feel really good. So let me know, or I'd love to hear what your take on expectation is. Like, do you see it as a positive? Do you see it as a negative? Have you never really thought about it? Uh, you can share your feedback, your insights, either on comments or depending on where you're watching or listening to this. Uh, and you can also uh, join the Moon Manifesting Rockstars Facebook group and just kind of join in or, you know, start a conversation in there. Or you can simply email, reply by email uh, at vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. Uh, is that right? V-I-S-I-O-N at bluemoonmanifestations.com. But let me get into this chat, you know, let's get into this talk about expectations and reframing it from this downer or this perceived negative, if that's how you do think of or see expectation, to something more positive, to something that's actually good and beneficial. So um, in this reframe, right, from taking it from a downer to something that doesn't feel so heavy or so negative, what if instead of lowering expectations, like that statement suggests, you reframe that, or we all reframe that, um, not that, you reframed what it is that you're expecting and let go of what it should look like or feel like or whatever, or what it's supposed to look like, feel like, et cetera. I think that's where we get caught. You know, that's where that statement comes from of lowering your expectations and then not being disappointed or so you're not disappointed. It's because we have an expectation of something very specific. Something like it's supposed to feel a certain way. It's supposed to look a certain way. It's supposed to happen or it should happen in a certain time frame or in this exact sequence of steps. And so when that doesn't happen, that's where we feel let down. We feel bad. We feel disappointed or we're or not accomplished if it's an expectation we have of ourselves. So Instead of being in this space or instead of expectation feeling heavy, um, examples of that, like I wouldn't feel, you know, of it feeling or potentially feeling heavy are when we get into these thoughts or these beliefs in the sense of the job that you're expected to have, uh, the life benchmarks that you are expected 
to achieve and when, by when, or in what order you're expected to achieve these. Um, and results, results that you might be expected to reach or what the results will look like. And these expectations for these examples can come from any number of sources. They can be your own expectations based on what you also think or believe you should want or you should expect out of life or out of a circumstance or from another person. It can come from society, you know, just like conditioning or just common expectations of what the American dream looks like or what, um, you know, your ideal life or a responsible person's life or whatever, whatever the hell category that, that this falls under. And it can come from other people like our parents, our spouses, our friends, our employers. So all these expectations don't really feel or don't always, they can have that potential in this aspect of not feeling good. And a lot of that, when it's like a, like this, the life path we're expected to follow or the job we're expected to have and, you know, that we should love it. We should be expected, you're expected to love this job or we think we should. And when the disconnect, the disconnect that happens there is a lot of the times, I believe, because these expectations, first of all, are not authentic or genuine to us. We're following the shoulds or the supposed tos. We're following what we've always been expected to do by others and what that should look like, even if it's not really what we want. And a lot of times we're not aware, you might not be aware of that disconnect because it's just always been something that's expected or it's just become normal. And you may not even have thought to think, is this something I truly want? Or no one else may have asked you, is this something that you truly want? And I also want to point out that when the expectations come from those who are close to us uh, or who are important to us, it's not always a negative. I believe that most, more often than not, like when these expectations are placed on us by parents or spouses or, you know, a peer group or whatever, I think for the most part, they do want what's best for us, but again, it's coming from their perspective, their experiences, their opinions, and also their desires for us. And so that's not always coming from a bad place, but oftentimes they just don't align. They don't connect, even if, like I said, we're not aware of that because we haven't stopped to, to pause and think and ask if it's something that we really want. So in this reframe that I'm talking about, you know, like ways of reframing expectations so that they don't feel heavy and that you don't, you know, buy into that statement of lowering your expectations so that you're not disappointed or like not even having expectations so that you won't be disappointed. What if instead you started looking or thinking about expectations as something light and to feel excited about and like possibility instead of 
a benchmark that you're supposed to reach or a specific, so, you know, something like specificity? What if it's just an adventure, a surprise, something that is just like, oh my gosh, what might this, how good could this be? Or what might come of this situation, right? Think of it, if you can kind of go back <laughs> in your brain or in your feelings and your memories, think of it like a kid at Christmas or whatever your favorite holiday is or something along those lines. When you, when we all, when we all were kids, we didn't know exactly. Well, let me go because I wrote this down. I Let me keep with this example and then maybe I'll, I'll expand on it a little bit. I won't clump them all together. So with this Christmas example, like think of it like being a kid at Christmas and waiting for Christmas. You didn't know exactly what you would get. I mean, yes, you had your wish list, right? You had, you know, if you're someone who who believes in, you know, in Santa and that was something of your family, you know, histories and traditions, you know, you had your wish list, you had the things that you wanted. And I mean, be honest, when we're kids, our wish lists are you know, like, you know, miles and miles long a lot of times. They're just full of so many, so many things. So we had our wish list and we were excited to get whatever it was that we got for the most part, right? You didn't know exactly which items from your wish list that you would get, but you knew it would be great. And just this anticipation of opening presents on Christmas day, having fun, whatever that looked like for you, you know, whatever you look for um, in, in these expectations, like for me and my family, uh, which was my brother, myself, and my parents, we would always go to one of my aunt's houses and we would go on Christmas Eve. So like our big thing was Christmas Eve. We had the big family dinner. We had like a, all the family and the cousins and the aunts and, you know, all this chaos, fun chaos. And then we, while we were at my aunt's house, we were able to stay up or if we were young enough, we were, we were then woken up again at midnight so that we could open one present you know, before everybody, you know, went home to, to wait for Santa, you know, to wait for it to then wait to have Santa's gifts and mom and dad's gifts the next, the next morning or later on that morning. But it was exciting. It was fun. We looked forward to this, you know, to um, having all the cousins and family and, and we did that fairly regularly, but of course, Christmas always amps up these things, right? So what, what, event or what type of activity do you remember being excited about? Another one that comes to mind uh, for me is like going to either a friend's birthday party or maybe uh, just summer vacation because it's a vacation. It was a vacation time off from school. So it was just this anticipation and excitement and we looked forward to it, but we didn't have um, at least from my experience that I don't remember having specific, like, oh, it has to look this way. It's like, oh, it's summer. I want to do all these things this summer and I want to play with my friends and whatever comes up, right? Just like spur of the moment, having this free time. So that's also expectation, but in the energy of anticipation and excitement and looking forward to something to see how good it would be or to see what it would exactly look like, how it would play out. And so 
it's similar, but it's a shift in looking at it instead of looking at the specific outcome that you're looking for and then being disappointed or frustrated when it doesn't turn out that exact way. What about leaving it open-ended? It's like, oh my gosh, I wonder how good this can get. I'm expecting wonderful things and let's just see how much of it comes. Or I'm expecting to simply have fun or I'm expecting to uh, be excited. I'm expecting to, you know, enjoy time with my my family or my friends or to enjoy the vacation or whatever it is. And just looking forward to it with a positive, fun, kid-like energy. And what this type of reframe does, like looking at it um, as to what is possible and seeing how good it could be or just seeing going in open-minded with, let's see what is possible. Let's see what does happen. What this does is it takes it from your head, right? Like thinking, like thinking it needs to look like this, thinking we it will happen this way or wanting it to happen this way. So it takes it from our head and drops it right down into our heart or like our gut. And just, we go with the feelings of it the positive, fun, excited feelings, as opposed to the heavy and disappointed feelings that come, those are also feelings, but they come from this specific idea that we have that it's supposed to look like or what we want it to look like. What about just being excited and willing to be surprised and seeing what level of excitement or joy or even neutrality, right? If just going, it's like, hey, Let's just see what happens. It doesn't have to be like such a a high, you're like, oh, I need to be excited or I'm going to be surprised. It depends on the situation. And again, your experiences with it and learning this process of learning how to let go of the specific outcome and being surprised when it happens, how it happens, what happens, who's there, what is said, what, you know, what goes on and looking at it with that. So if that, I hope that resonates, you can let me know again by letting, you know, by commenting or sharing or emailing and, and see how, let me know how that reframe feels and know, of course, that when you start doing something differently, it might not come very naturally at first, but it's a great thing to practice. You can set intentions, you know, to let go of expectations, to look forward to things, to be receptive to whatever comes and um, not having a very specific idea or vision or specific outcome that, that you're expecting and then being disappointed. So that's one. And then I also want to touch on... Um, Another way that expectation, um, what I wrote in my notes is another way that expectation doesn't serve us well, but just another way that expectation might be, excuse me, a way that expectation might not, we might not be looking at things in the most helpful or beneficial way is when it comes to having expectations of other people. And now that can be expectations that other people have of or for us or expectations that we 
have of and for other people, like what we expect of them and what they expect of us. And a great example of, of this is think about um, expectation when it comes to another person, like what we think they should do, how we think they should respond, the actions we think they should take, um, how we think, or, you know, and this works both ways. It goes in both directions. Um, think of these expectations when it comes to people, specifically to people like an owner's manual. It's this unintentional, like we don't intentionally create an owner's manual, but based on our experiences with them, based on our life experiences, whatever it is, think of it like having an owner's manual. And so we have an owner's manual of what we think and how we think they should operate, if you will. And that's where the disconnect comes because when they don't live up to our expectations, when they don't operate or behave as we, you know, the owner's manual that we've created for them um, says, then it's like we get frustrated or mad or, you know, maybe sometimes surprised in a positive way. But when that's where the disappointment comes in and like that, oh, or, you know, where we get into these conflicts, you know, I remember thinking, you know, in my younger years you, that my mom was like trying to to tell me what to do and control my life. And that's not really what she was doing at all. Like I said earlier, she wanted what was best for me. And I see that it just what her vision of that was did not align really with what I wanted. And I had just then not gotten to the point where I I could see that. And, you know, doing the work and learning how to, yes, make my own decisions and realizing that, you know, nobody, you know, um, um, you know, be it a parent or, you know, partners that I've had or, you know, where they think my life should look a certain way, knowing that I don't have to justify it. I don't have to explain it and they don't have to get it and it's okay. And that will, you know, that was a result of, you know, quite a bit of work and it's an ongoing process. I'm going to say that it's just like, whoo, not an issue anymore, but that awareness and then being intentional about doing the work and becoming the person that's like, you know what? I can stand in my own choices. I'm responsible for myself. I am capable of making my own decisions and I don't always have to default to the behaviors and the patterns and the reactions that I would have or that I used to have before. And that also is definitely, you know, requires time for allowing for the, the learning curve and the change. And so thinking of expectation as an owner's manual, why not just ditch the damn manual, right? Expectations in this aspect, you know, of like how we think people should behave, how we want them to react, what we want for them, what we want them to do, and vice versa, what they're projecting on us and saying, you know, wanting from us, why not ditch the owner's manual? And the reason is because we are human beings. We are not machines. We are not robots. We are not assembled in a factory, you know, and come with a warranty as long as, you know, we followed the manufacturer's guidelines. 
but that's really what expectations for other people um, and about other people. And again, from them to us, it's like this owner's manual. So ditch the damn manual and get curious. That's the reframe here. So instead of getting upset when someone or even yourself doesn't act as as expected, take a moment before reacting. And if it's yourself, you know, before judging, self-judging or criticizing yourself or beating yourself up, take a moment before whatever this initial reaction would be um, and get curious. Why is this upsetting me? What is not connecting? What is the expectation? Because that's what happens when someone doesn't respond like we think or want them to. Um, then we have that reaction a lot of times. Like, oh, well then they're stupid. How dare they not, you know, agree with me? How dare they not support me? What do you mean you don't agree with me and, and don't want the same things I do? So when you notice this coming up, take a moment and say, why is this bothering me? What about the reaction or non-reaction is triggering me or is bothering me or upsetting me? And then when you take that moment to pause and get curious, then you can intentionally decide how you will respond or not respond. And again, in my case, it's like when someone did not, and this goes in different, different various, different to different degrees and within different relationships, right? Like family relationships, friend relationships, you know, former partner relationships, whatever the case is, realizing that I don't have to justify what I want. And they also do not need to agree with me. They don't need to see things the same way I do in order for me to go ahead and do the thing, right? And a lot of times I've realized now that I don't even have to say what it is that I'm doing. I don't even have to say or even bring up my thought process because I also realized that when I was doing this, it was just like, oh, I'm looking for approval or validation or I just want them to, you know, go along with me and say, yes, this is a good idea. They don't have to think it's a good idea. I have to think it's a good idea. And so getting into this habit of pausing and getting curious and saying, huh, all right, I might not even need to respond. I don't have to. And that might also, you know, taking it to the next step, that might also create kind of like some a disconnect because they might be expecting you to react like you have in the past and, you know, defensive or justification or arguments or staying quiet if that's what your reaction was in the past and not engaging. There is infinite numbers of ways that this plays out, but we're like, huh, okay. What if I just got curious and asked, where is this disconnect coming from? And let go of that manual, <laughs> right? And the beauty of this, of developing this practice at asking yourself, why is this bothering me? Um, 
where is this story? What is the story that is underlying here coming from this owner's manual that, you know, that I, that I apparently have for this person by focusing on yourself and what you can do or not do, what you can choose, how you can choose to respond versus this initial reaction. You're focusing on what you can control. You can control yourself. That is all that you can control. You can control the actions that you take or don't take. You can control the um, responses that you share, right? By taking this pause and you can control what you do, but none of us really can control what other people do, how they think, how they believe, how they react. And that's what gets us upset most of the time. I want to control them and make them or really want them, you know, get them to see that they need to act like my owner's manual says they should be acting and responding. So putting the focus on yourself also puts the focus on what and who you can control yourself. And this then this process and this practice of doing this is how you develop this like, oh, I don't care. And not in a flippant or you know dismissive way. It's like, I really don't care because I'm good with it. If they want to ask me questions, great, but I don't need to defend it. And I don't need to explain it. But, you know, if I want to, I can, or I can start. And if it's not going well, if it's just going or starting to go around in circles, I can choose to disengage. So that's where this, you know, say peace or calmness, but just this like, okay, great. Get curious. And then it almost starts to be funny. Like, oh my gosh, why did I get so upset about this before? Why was this so upsetting for me before? Well, now I think it's comical. And you can experience that shift and you see that shift the more that you start to practice this. So those are the two reframes on expectation. And again, I would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback and maybe your experiences if you want uh, to share them. You will find the link to the Facebook group somewhere around where you're listening to or watching this, as well as uh, my email address, the vision at bluemoonmanifestations.com. Um, I'll put all that information somewhere around. And also, if you are interested or if this, this concept of really making yourself the focus, right? How you want to feel, what do you want, how you can control your reactions and um, and creating a, a overall sense of peace, the more you do this and the better and better that you get at this, uh, the, um, manifesting me challenge is starting on Monday, November 14th. I'm recording this on, uh, November 9th of 2023. So this challenge will be starting, um, the manifesting me challenge and it's a five-day challenge. And through those five days, I will be sharing with you my a component. Each day will cover a different component of my magic formula. And um, magic is my acronym for the moon, attraction, 
gratitude, intention, and clarity. And these are all aspects of ourselves that we can control and that we can decide for ourselves how we want to, what's the life that we want to create? What are the circumstances that we want to be experiencing? So this is the first time I'm offering this as a challenge format. And looking into the next year, to 2024, I think I'm going to do this on a fairly regular basis. I don't know what that looks like, like if it's quarterly or, you know, twice a year, I don't know. But I really like this concept of, of you know, I put this into a five-day challenge to give you guys a framework of implementing this magic formula to manifest you. Make yourself the focus of your life and make yourself the focus of how you act, what you want, and start, you know, letting go um, and reframing those expectations that we have of others and that others have of ourselves and how that affects us. So it will be in the Facebook group. And if being, you know, Facebook is not your thing or you don't want to be in the group, you can also register. There will be a link somewhere around here. You can register your email and then you will get um, the challenge components mailed to you or emailed to you, whether that's, um, you know, it's going to be a combination of the, you know, maybe some worksheets. And as I go, I will, I will be refining this. So, um, the, any recorded videos and any lives that I jump on and do, I will send all of that to everyone who registers their email address and you can register for that even if you are in the group or join the group, just so you know where to find it. You can search for it in your inbox and know that it will be uh, coming to you as well. So check that out. Come and participate in the Manifesting Me Challenge and learn how to make yourself the focus and the rock star of your life and the life that you want to create and that you want to be experiencing. And again, I would love to hear any topics that you'd like to hear more about or learn more about, or just have conversations about. And I will, oh, before I go also invite friends to participate in this challenge with you. And you can do that by simply um, letting them know about the group and, you know, having them join and answer the, the few questions to get in. It is a free group or you can, you know, forward this podcast episode to them and uh, let them know to register their email if that's how they choose to participate. So invite friends and let's get started. It's going to be starting on the Scorpio new moon uh, this time around. So it's a very transformative uh, new moon. So all sorts of goodness coming and I cannot wait to see everyone and get started on this manifesting me uh, challenge. So I will talk to you guys uh, next week. Thanks. Bye.